Talent Economy is a publication of Human Capital Media. For more coverage, visit talenteconomy.io. Also, subscribe to Talent 10X on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or TuneIn. Hello and welcome to this episode of Talent 10X, the go-to podcast for business leaders to learn the latest in how to improve their talent strategies. I'm your host, Lauren Dixon, Senior Editor over at Talent Economy. Joining me is Billy Greenblatt. He is founder and CEO of Sterling Talent Solutions, a global background screening and hiring solutions firm based in New York City. Thank you so much for joining me, Billy. Thank you very much, Lauren. I'm happy to be here. So you started Sterling Talent Solutions, became a chairman, and now you're back to being the CEO. Could you tell us a bit about that journey and what it's like to be uh, running your company? Sure. So I've been doing this for a very, very long time. I started working uh, in this business and the, in this industry when I was a very young man. And I worked diligently at this business and the organization that I currently run through many trials and tribulations and uh, many different uh, episodes and eras. We were a small business. Uh, I remember having, you know, two employees. I remember having 20 employees. I remember having 200 employees. And today, um, with 4,700 folks all over the globe, it's a whole different job than it was, you know, when I was in my early 20s. Quite frankly, um, I love business. I love this company but I'm really put on this planet to do what I do. And I say this all the time, almost the day doesn't go by in my business career that I don't talk about what it is to be a CEO. And there are four things that make a CEO. The job of a CEO is to set the strategy of the organization. Then it's to allocate the capital towards that strategy. Then it's to hire the best and brightest you possibly can to help you run the organization. And then the CEO's job is to make people better. And that's what I do every single day. I set the strategy, I allocate the capital, I hire great people, and I make my people better. There are a lot of sub, uh, you know, subtitles to those four pillars, and there's a lot of nuances, and there's a lot of day-to-day minutiae that goes into running a business of any size, mm-hmm. um, but particularly one this size, that leaves me daily, you know, with a sense of exhilaration, but also a sense of frustration, aggravation, you know, I guess a, a mild case of depression constantly, because that's what it takes to run a business. You can't go through a day when nothing bad happens. You have to fight every single day to knock down walls and block out obstacles to ultimately do what's in the best interest of the customer and satisfy that client every minute of every day, day in and day out, month in, quarter in, year in. Definitely. That would be quite the roller coaster, being a CEO of a firm with 4,700 people, you said. That's quite a task. And I like that you highlighted those four different things that it takes to be a CEO, setting the strategy of the organization, allocating capital, hiring the best talent, and making people better. Those last two, hiring the best talent and making people better, that leads me to my next question. How has the talent strategy internally at Sterling changed over the years? Oh, Lord, it has changed dramatically. 
So when I first started hiring people, I had no idea at all about anything as it related to hiring people. I didn't know what questions were legal, what questions were illegal. I didn't know what questions were good, what questions were bad, what questions were important. I didn't know how to judge talent. I didn't know how to pay for talent. I didn't know how to teach talent. I didn't know how to manage talent. So a lot has changed over the years. Uh, today, it is the constant in my life. It's all I think about. It's all I care about. It's all I work at. And as a result of that, we have extraordinary talent in this organization. We have people that have been with me for decades upon decades and those that have joined as recently as this morning. And, you know, I have an expression, you can't teach height. Well, that goes for talent as well. You need to have people that have high moral character. You need to find people that have ambition. You need to find people that have a great moral compass. You need to find people that are highly intelligent, highly motivated, highly organized. And to find people that can do all of those things means that you have to spend hours upon hours and days upon days talking to people, meeting people, judging people, understanding strengths and weaknesses, putting people through all types of testing before you come up with the, the right individual to perform the job and the task at hand. And anybody that's a good hirer makes mistakes. So the goal in being an extraordinary hirer is to minimize the mistakes that you make. And the more information, the more data, the more uh, outside touch points that you have will help you in making that right hiring decision. Definitely. So with your history at this company, I'm sure that there have been ups and downs regarding talent movement, layoffs, and more. What have you learned along the way? And what additional advice do you have that you think our business leader audience would like to know? So yes, there are always things that are difficult. That is the one constant. My advice to anybody running a business is if you have the right moral compass and you have the right sense of character, you should be genuine. I say this, I raised three children. I've told them since they were young enough to understand. If you do the right thing every day, the fruit will fall from the trees. So my advice to business people is to do the right thing always and to encourage their employees to do the right thing even if it means making mistakes. I tell everybody all the time, if you make a mistake in favor of the customer, you'll never really make a mistake. So that's the, the world that I live, and the word that I live by. I really like that, do the right thing always. That's a really simple but hard and uh, deep piece of advice, so thank you. It's, real, it's actually really not hard. I mean, you know, and I, when people tell me that, and I teach a class here at Sterling. Well, I don't write this second, but I will again and mm -hmm. have for many, many years. It's called Billy on Business, the business of life. And we talk about these things. You know, you get up in the morning. Now, I live in New York, so this is a New York example. But you get up in the morning, your alarm goes off. Well, if you shut it off three times before you wake up, that's a mistake. It's not the right thing. The right thing is to just get up. The right thing is to go to bed early the day before. So you, uh, you know how much rest your body needs and get up. 
And then you need to work at your body and work at your mind. So you probably should wake up and do a little exercise. You certainly should eat a balanced meal. And then you should go to the subway and pay for the subway. Now, a lot of people sneak on the subway, but that's not the right thing to do. So then you come to work and you show up at work on time. That's really not too hard either. And then you get voicemails and emails and you return them. Somebody calls you and leaves you a message, you call them back. Somebody leaves you an email, you answer it. That's not that hard either. So I try to teach people to just do everything simply. Just treat people the way you expect to be treated in return. And you can become an extraordinary executive just from those core tenants alone. Definitely. And I was looking on your uh, on the Glassdoor profile for Sterling, and I saw that you have fantastic ratings as a CEO under CEO approval. So I'm curious, um, you probably already answered this question just now, but what's the secret to getting a high rating there? Well, again, be genuine. I, I never tell anybody anything that's not going to happen. And I'm not afraid of bad news. If somebody comes into my office and say, hey, boss, how am I doing? And they're not doing well, I'm going to be like, you know, you're struggling. Or you need to be working on this, or you need to be working on that. And if they, you know, send me an email, I answer it. If they ask me to help them with a the problem, I help them with a the problem. I'm always available. I'm available seven days a week, 24 hours a day. You know, I tell them all the time, you don't work for me. I work for you. That's my job as the CEO. Again, to make you better. Anything I could do to help you with a problem with a customer, anything I could do to help you with a problem with an employee, I'm here. I'm at your... I'm, you know, I'm at your beck and call. And the other thing is people like to be on a team that's winning. They don't like to lose. Good talent wants to excel. We've always excelled at Sterling. We've been a growth company since the day the business was founded. So I guess people like working for me because I drive them to be the best that they can, but they win. And as a result of winning, there's always upward mobility because let's face it, we took a company that had three people and, drew, and grew it to 4,700. Many, many, many opportunities get created as a result of that growth. It's very, very complicated, but I'm trying to simplify it. And so that's it in a nutshell. Definitely. And uh, being genuine and not being afraid of bad news, basically telling people what they need to hear in order to improve. I think that's a really good piece of advice. You know, it helps being a parent. I'm probably a better CEO now that I've raised three children than <laughs> when I didn't have any kids. So I also understand that you have a goal of reinventing the background screening industry. What do you think that reinvention looks like and what will be required of your internal talent? So I tell, I tell this to uh, our folks all the time. Every one of our customers wants everything we do yesterday for nothing. So as close as we can possibly get to yesterday for nothing, we'll dominate the world. If we could do it yesterday for nothing, we'd have 100% market share of the entire global economy. So we need to get to as close to that as we possibly can. So how do you do that? So years ago, many, many years ago, it used to take three months to get a background check done. Probably about a decade ago, I challenged our team to get it from three days to a day. Now I'm challenging our team to get it from eight hours to 30 seconds. And that's how you disrupt an industry, by taking a process that was time-consuming and make it as efficient as you possibly can. And that's, there's a whole suite of services that we offer here at Sterling, and it's about driving all of those services to the fastest common denominator 
So people can get hired faster, people can get jobs faster, people can get paid faster, and the workplace can be safer faster. That's what we're all about, is creating a safe workplace. And with your internal talent, is that going to require a lot of training or upskilling? What does that look like? Well, the good news is we have most of the internal talent here today. We are always searching for high-quality high talent. You know, as you said earlier, we operate in 20 cities and, and uh, you know, many, many countries. Each one of those cities and each one of those countries has a different culture. So it's, a, it's an evolution and a culture here at Sterling of constant improvement. So we're always looking for help. We're always recruiting. We're always interviewing. We're always training. We have a Sterling University. We're always teaching people to get better. So not much is going to change tomorrow or next month or the month after that as, it, you know, as we you know, drive our business into more and more and more efficiency. Yes, that makes sense to if you are constantly improving, then whenever it comes time to make a dramatic improvement, it's kind of part of the company's DNA. You can't make dramatic improvements in business. You can't make dramatic improvements in life. You know, if you have to lose 35 pounds, you're going to lose it over a three-year period of time. Mm -hmm. If you lose it over a month, you're going to gain it back. So it has to become a way of life. And, and so dramatic improvement in business is really an oxymoron. You should be gradually improving every minute of every day to create dramatic improvements over an extended period of time. Awesome. Well, that's all the questions that I had for you, Billy. Do you have any parting advice, though, for our business leader audience? You know, a lot of people scoff at the idea that if you work hard, uh, it doesn't pay off, that the world is rigged. I came from very a very humble abode. I know what I got on my SATs. I know what my grades were in high school. And I am not an extraordinary mind or an extraordinary thinker. But I just use common sense. I have worked extraordinarily hard. I am dedicated and passionate to what I do. And it has worked out. So I think the advice I would give to anybody is if you do those things, it will work out. It just does. So. That's what I would advise any, qual any quality individual and any quality leader. Just do it. Just do it and it'll work out. Awesome. It well, does work out. But it does take a long time. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, I've been doing this since I'm a kid. I'm 60 years old. Yes, patience definitely is a virtue. Well, thank you so much, Billy, for all of this really great advice. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much to the listeners for tuning in and check back next week for more content. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.